What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. I am Matt Kowalis from Detroit Sports Betters, and today we'll be focusing on week 13 of the NFL season. I apologize on missing the podcast last week. The holidays and travel kind of messed things up. I did, however, get my picks and plays out on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So if there's ever a time that you're looking for the Detroit Sports Betters podcast and you can't find it, please check our other areas of content because we will have picks and plays posted elsewhere. In addition to that, I will always make a post on the Detroit Sports Betters Facebook, letting the DSB community know a podcast is not coming. I just want to give you guys a heads up so you can check the other areas for the picks and plays. In week 12, though, in week 12, if you missed out on my picks and plays, this time you got lucky. Because for the third time this season, I was in the negative, which absolutely sucks. I did, however, hit a plus 1,500 same-game parlay that some of you may have saw on Facebook. That was with the Denver Broncos and the LA Chargers, and I appreciate them because they saved my weekend and made it more than profitable, honestly. And the only thing that sucks about that is that was not the same-game parlay that I released to the community. But <clears throat> with that being said, Serenity Sports Research will be complete within the next couple weeks. Again, that is just for those who are interested, and that is just for those who are looking for more information. But every single same game parlay that I create will be in Serenity Sports Research. The early line report, the late line report, strategy, trends, tendencies, everything. It's for that individual looking to take their game to the next level. Okay. If you're not interested in that, that's totally cool as well, because you will continue to get everything that we have already been putting out, which is the podcast, the YouTube, you know, the Twitter plays, the Monday night football primetime article. So you will still get those. Okay. So you're not going to be, nothing's going to be changing. You'll still have the discord. There will be a locked private chat for Serenity Sports Research within that Discord. But other than that, everything will remain completely the same. But for those who are interested, we're really excited to roll this out. And we're just, I mean, you guys know how I am. I love researching. I love giving picks and plays. And I'm even excited just to dive into it even more, do NFL playoffs, Super Bowl prop breakdowns, everything. So again, this is just for those who are interested. So keep an eye out for that going forward. This week, though, rather than doing the DraftKings Sportsbook read like we always do, I wanted to talk briefly about a new group partner with Detroit Sports Betters in Prize Picks DFS. Prize Picks is more of a sportsbook DFS, I guess you could say. It's a little different, and I highly, highly recommend checking it out because this is a brand new company. I think they have like 18,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, we're in on the ground level. They gave us the code DSB for 100% money match up to $100. And because we're so new with this company, they're going to be offering us free bets, specific promotions to the group going forward, all that stuff. So we're really excited to start growing with them as well. And because when Detroit Sports Betters was created, the goal was always to have a sportsbook and a DFS sportsbook. And the reason for that is sportsbooks are only legal in certain states. Detroit Sports Betters has grown beyond Michigan now. You know, like I've told you guys, I get messages from Texas, Louisiana, Florida, South Carolina, New Hampshire. It's it's crazy. It still blows me away. But some of these people are not able to follow along with player prop bets because 
they just don't have that. Now, if they're interested in that, they do with prize picks because prize picks is a player point prop. Like it's like a parlay DFS thing. So, and it's, it's really cool. Like I'm telling you, I've been putting, I, I'm going to be doing content for them going forward as well. Like yesterday I did my parlay was Julius Randall, four plus assist Deandre eight and over 13 and a half, you know, and their odds are far better than that of DraftKings or that of FanDuel, you know, Julius Randall, four plus assist was minus two ninety on FanDuel. And I just got that as a regular number for part of my parlay. Deandre eight and th- over 13 and a half was minus one seventy, And I just got that as part as my parlay. So it's really cool. And then in addition to that, one thing that they do is they give you two payout options. You can do the straight parlay payout where, you know, it's all or nothing, bet 50 to win 150 or whatever it may be. Or you can do something called a flex option, which is bet 50 to win maybe a hundred or if one leg misses, like, I mean, how often do we have people in Detroit sports betters posting one leg? You know, that's really what this company's model is. If you miss one leg and you bet 50, you still win 60. Okay. So I'm, I'm telling you guys, check this out. It's very interesting. I'm doing content for them going forward. I'm going to be doing picks and plays almost daily for them on my Twitter at Conanus picks. So definitely check that out. And, uh, yeah, I would greatly appreciate it because the last two days, the first day we hit a three leg parlay yesterday, we had a two leg parlay. And as always, if you, if you won some cash off that, Take it and go check out that Coppercraft Distillery, the Michigan-made brand, um, partnered with Detroit Sports Betters. Because for me these days, if I'm not drinking ice cold Bud Light, I'm drinking Coppercraft whiskey. I even bought one of those big ass ice cubes that you just put right in the middle of your drink and you just put it. You know, I'm grown. That's how I feel these days. So yeah, I'm telling you, check out that Coppercraft Distillery. Get that big ass ice cube. It makes you look cool and feel better. I mean, at least for me. So I'm telling you guys, it's great. We, we need to do a giveaway with Coppercraft within the group or something. I think that would be pretty hype. People would appreciate that. So yeah, maybe we'll get that going soon too. I'll have to talk to them. But in the meantime, I highly recommend checking them out. Before though, before we get into week 13 picks and plays, I just briefly wanted to talk about everything that's been going on in Michigan with Oxford and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people probably want to put it out of their minds, which I completely understand, but I just want to talk about it for two seconds because you guys have heard me talk about mental health awareness, mental health issues, and things like that. And just to have something like this happen and have it be so close to home and so close to Detroit, my heart just absolutely breaks for the victims, for the families, everyone involved, you know, it's just, it's just such a tragedy and any life loss is a huge tragedy. You know, I've, I've had that going on in my life for so long since I was a little kid. And, uh, but again, any life loss is a tragedy, but one individual, I think I might butcher the name and I apologize if I do, it's Tate Meyer, I think it was, and he was a standout football player, saw him in that in that picture with the visit to Toledo and your heart just breaks. Cause you see yourself in that photo, you know, and I'm sure so many other people relate to that, taking a visit or something like that. The kid with the world in front of them and man, it just breaks your heart. And I'm just telling you your loved ones, give them, give them a little tighter of a hug today, appreciate them a little more. And like we've talked about with mental health awareness, positivity, man, be nice to people. You never know what someone else is going through. Kindness goes a long, long way. And it's, it's such a shame. I think this is a huge, it's a problem in the world. And it seems like it's a problem in the United States, 
but I think it starts with every single individual. And I think this community is trying to do good things. You know, I think we're very positive within it. And, you know, there's, there's arguments and shit, but I mean, it's sports that that's just how sports is. But beyond that, like I I'm pushing positivity as hard as I can. And I hope you do too, you know, random acts of kindness, simple, simple things can make someone's day. And you should never, ever be ashamed to, uh, see a therapist to see a counselor, anything like that. We need to change that because there are genuinely sick people in this world. And this is the, this is the shit that happens because of it, because, you know, people need help and we need to figure out ways to get them help. And I just wanted to, to briefly touch on that because it's just such a tragedy and it's so, so sad. And as always, my heart, my heart goes out to them. And I want everyone to know in this community, we are always going to do everything possible to, you know, be the best, to help, to give back what, and I'm always going to push mental health awareness. I'm always going to push positivity. I'm always going to push doing that random act of kindness, things like that. You know, why do you think I got like half the reason I've worked so hard on these picks and plays during COVID, you know, it's because shit was so bad. I just wanted to try and help some people and somehow, you know, take this stupid little talent that I've developed over the years and put some money in some people's pockets. And I think that's part of the reason that DSB has become what it is and, you know, just continuing it going forward. And, and again, just wanted to very briefly, briefly touch on it and say, my heart goes out to him, but let's change the mood. Let's change the mood. Let's get back to week 13, because again, this is bounce back week for me. Last time I was in a bounce back week situation, I finished five and one really hoping to do that again. And we are going to start with Thursday night football. You guys know, I cover this every single time, no matter what, if they ask me if this is a pick or play, I say, hell no, because there's way too much information out there. This, this one's simple. This one's simple. COVID is breaking out throughout the Dallas Cowboys locker room. And I personally think they're probably going to keep it hush hush as much as possible to try and protect their game plan from what I've been reading and what I've been listening in on. It sounds like it is spreading throughout the locker room and there's potential that they could lose more players. So that new Orleans saints plus five plus four and a half right now is looking pretty good. I understand if you don't want to mess with it because I mean, but here's the thing. Say Dak goes down. What's that line going to move to? The Cowboys might get points or something like that. If Dak were to get ruled out or if Zeke and Pollard were somehow or CD and Cooper, there's a lot of combinations. And if the head coach has COVID and when did he get it? How many people were exposed to him? You know what I mean? These are all facts that we don't know. And these are all facts that are going to play into that spread. So this one, I say more so proceed with caution. But if I were to go anywhere, it would be with the Saints and the plus points because they're at home. Taysom Hill is coming back. I'm sure Trevor Simeon will still probably run a couple plays. So I think the value is with the Saints here, but still proceed with caution. More info needs to come out. If you're a risk taker like me, like I'll probably put money on the Saints, then yeah, put money on the Saints because I believe there's value there. If you want to wait and get a better understanding, I understand that too. <clears throat> but moving on with the first play of the day that I actually like, it is the LA Chargers going against the Cincinnati Bengals. And you guys already know where I'm going with this one because I love the Bengals. And we're going with the Cincinnati Bengals minus three. They just spanked the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Chargers are just the Chargers to me, you know? Um, I coming into the season, I thought this team would be solid. And 
they're solid, I guess, but like they hang, 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 and just can't hang the whole game. And I'll tell you right now, it's because of that defense. That defense is terrible. Like, I, oh God, who was I watching? I just, I couldn't even remember who I was watching, but it was like nails on a chalkboard to me because they just kept running the same exact play, running up the middle. It's like a 24 trap or something like that. And they just gashed him like six yards, six yards, six yards, six yards, six yards. The Chargers can't stop a nosebleed. And now they're going to be going against Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals, who currently come in 16th uh, in terms of rushing offense at 111 yards per game. But over the last three games, they've had 147 yards per game. And again, this LA Chargers team is the worst rush defense in the entire league. You take a look at the games that the Chargers have lost. I mean, they lost to the Patriots, Broncos, and Ravens, all teams that are tough up front. They can run the football and they play solid defense. You know, that's what the Chargers have a tough time with. They're too finesse. They're not grit and grind. They're not tough in the trenches. I think the Bengals are. You get Joe Mixon going, then you get Joe Burrow sticking that sticking that football in his stomach and pulling it out and, and finding Jamar Chase down the sideline. It's that simple. It's that it's it's just that simple to me. The the Cincinnati Bengals are the top half of the league in terms of defense with both um, rushing defense and passing defense. The Chargers don't look to run the football that well. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are top 10 in run defense anyway. So, um, so yeah, I'm with the Cincinnati Bengals here. I, I love the Bengals. I think this is a team that could be dangerous down the line. And, uh, yeah, and it's now it's starting to get to that point in time where if you're making a future bet too, and you want a, you want a good odds team, you start looking at those teams who start ramping it up, who start getting hot, the Bengals spanking the spanking, the Steelers and then beating the chargers at home. They could be one of those teams. So I'm going to be with the Cincinnati Bengals minus three. And I definitely say, keep an eye on Joe Mixon and his rushing yards prop, because I think that can go over. I'm telling you this chargers defense is bad. <clears throat> Moving on, we have the Minnesota Vikings going against the Detroit Lions. Don't worry. You know I'm not going with the Lions. I did last week, and we won, so I don't want to hear it um, in my Thanksgiving picks and plays. But this time, I will be going against I will be going against the Lions with the Minnesota Vikings minus seven because the Minnesota Vikings are coming off a loss at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, which was a tough game, and Vikings were one of the plays that I had last week, so it sucks when they lost. Um but now they're going against Detroit. You know, now they're going against Detroit, one of the worst pass defenses in all of football, one of the worst run defenses in all of football. I understand Dalvin Cook is out, but I mean, I'm not going to say Alexander Madison is just as good or he would be starting or splitting carries, but Alexander Madison is a very, very capable backup. And again, going into what I talked about with the Chargers and Bengals, if you can't stop the run, it opens up the play action game. Running the football is still like everything in the NFL. You need teams to hold you, you know, to, to uh, believe you, I'm sorry, to, to, you need to hold them accountable because if you're putting that football out, you're going to freeze those linebackers for a second. You're going to freeze those safeties for a second. You're not going to see, you shouldn't freeze the corners, but that is everything. And especially with a team like the Detroit lions who they just had that. I mean, the, the lions are like hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. They'll cover one then they'll get spanked. They'll cover one, then they'll get spanked. And for me, I just think the Vikings are too talented. Justin Jefferson is too talented. Adam Thielen, too good of a route runner, too good of hands. I think Alexander Madison gets it going. He's another person that I would take a, 
take a look at his rushing prop and where that might be. I would look at his touchdown prop as well. I think that would be good. I think he gets in. And uh, the Detroit Lions have been just having so much trouble moving the football every single game. Dan Campbell has really shown that he is not a capable play caller. You know, and I'm not off the Dan Campbell bus. I'm getting a lot of tweets like, fire him, fire him. I get it, man. I get it. But some of the smartest people in the world just know when to hire others. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you are the leader and he knows, you can still be a leader and hire out the proper people. You just need to turn this into a chess game. Obviously, you can't win the chess game. You need to find someone who can. Maybe you can do other things. Maybe you can motivate. Maybe you can, you know, like I said, you can lead this team. Um, but yeah, at this at this current time, I don't think Dan Campbell is ever going to be an, a guy who wins it for you with X's and O's. I don't. I don't think he's ever going to outsmart you. But I also don't think that's what we draft. What I want to say, drafted. What we what we hired him for. I don't. Um, I don't know. We don't have much of a choice. So, so I'm just buying in. I'm hoping that he's bringing more better minds in, in the off season and things like that, but we'll see. We'll see if, uh, if he's play calling, making the play calls or anything like that, then I will just definitely be on the Vikings minus seven because I didn't see anything that led me to believe that this lions team was going to get going in any way, shape or form, you know, going against a bears team who is far worse than the Vikings. The Vikings have been very competitive. So again, too many weapons, too tough to keep up with. I'm with the Vikings minus seven. Going up next, we have the San Francisco 49ers going against the Seattle Seahawks. And I have been on, on the Seattle Seahawks two weeks in a row, and I will never do it again because they just look absolutely brutal. I They just look absolutely brutal. I keep telling myself Russell Wilson can't win, lose two in a row. No, 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 no. Russell Wilson can't lose three in a row. No, no, no. Yes, they definitely can because they're, they're just absolutely trash. He's not even looking at DK Metcalf. Like, did something happen there? Like, are they salty towards each other? There were times he was wide open, and then he would look at DK Metcalf and Freddie Swain would be wide open in the middle. Russell Wilson just is not looking like himself, and it definitely doesn't help that you have the worst defense in the entire NFL and the Seattle Seahawks. They look awful. They look awful. And then you're going against the San Francisco 49ers, who are sixth in the entire NFL and rushing the football. They are just clicking on all cylinders. Now now that all their players are coming back, um, again, to me, this is simple because the 49ers run the football better. They control the clock better. Um, the 49ers are also six and five. So this is still a very big game for them. They're a team that is very much in playoff contention. Seattle is out. This is not going to be a primetime game. And usually when teams are out of the playoffs, they only get up for primetime games. I mean, Seattle is not, uh, at least I don't No, They got to be statistically probably out now, but again, this is another game. I think the Seahawks just lay over the San Francisco 49ers have been putting up a lot of points on people If the San Francisco 49ers put up 28 on the Seahawks. Do you see them putting up anything, anything close to that to cover that spread? I just really don't. Um, it's one of those spreads too, where you're like, is this too good to be true? But Hey, I'm riding with it this time. I just think the 40 or the Seattle Seahawks look too bad. I mean, the 49ers have George Kittle back. Debo Samuel is looking like a man amongst boys out there. He is just so, so quick and so fast. And then <clears throat> you still have Brandon Ayuk 
on the other side. This San Francisco team is very dangerous right now. If they get to seven and five, they I think they're in the same category as the Bengals as a team that is definitely making a run to make the playoffs and be a dangerous team in those playoffs too. So I think they're another team that for the NFC, you could check out the odds there and what their odds might be to win the NFC championship or make the Super Bowl. Same with the Bengals. This is not a year. I mean, take a look at this year, guys. Take a look at the NFL landscape. Who is that powerhouse? Who's the powerhouse? Is it the box? The Bucs are beatable. I could see the 49ers beating them, couldn't you? What about the Rams? <laughs> you know, I love Matt Stafford, but dude, there are times he just looks like a rookie. You know, so I think this league is wide open currently. So that's why I like teams like the Bengals. I like teams like the 49ers. I think those, those are good bets. Don't get me started on the Baltimore Ravens, the most overrated team in football. Like half the teams at the tops, I don't even believe their record. I like the teams lower. Like right now, I like the San Francisco 49ers leaps and bounds better than the Baltimore Ravens. Don't I mean the Ravens in the next pick. So you'll hear about my take there, but I'm telling you guys, start looking at some of these teams who are heating up at the right time. They're playing good football. You know what I mean? The Vikings, I don't consider them one of them, but the Bengals, the the 49ers, I don't know. I still got a bills. Nah. Okay. But yep, that's what (laughs) I think the 49ers would probably be my favorite one in that category. So, so yeah, again, like George Kittle, like that play action game to get going. I think this team gets to seven and five. How that uh, I'd be shocked if the Seahawks somehow got around 28 points, but crazier things have happened in the NFL for right now, though, I am on the San Francisco 49ers minus three. I love that play. I think this team is leaps and bounds better than the Seahawks. This is still an important game to the San Francisco 49ers, especially being at six and five and being in playoff contention. Take the 49ers, take the minus three. Moving on, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Baltimore Ravens. And right now, this is a four and a half point spread, uh, plus four and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for me, I mean, I think you guys know where I'm going with this one. I am definitely going with the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus four and a half. You guys know how I feel about the Baltimore Ravens. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at home. I think the Ravens are the most overrated team in football. I don't care at all that the Steelers just lost 41 to 10. Get that out of your memory. If anything, that should help them coming into this week against Baltimore. You are now going against your rival, your all-time rival in the Baltimore Ravens, a team that is known for playing down to their opponent, whoever it may be. Okay. And now you have a Pittsburgh Steelers team who is five, five, and one. Mike Tomlin called them out saying it's put up or shut up. Generally, when a head coach calls a team out like that, they do come out and they produce. In addition to that, they lost 41 to 10 to the Cincinnati Bengals last week. But when you go and you look at those numbers a little more, there is a little bit of a story there. Okay, because yes, they had that beat down. They got back TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Joe Hayden. Okay, so all of them have another week to get their feet back on them. Now, though, again, when you look at those, when you look at last week, TJ Watt only played. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start from the beginning. Najee Harris only played 58% of the offensive snaps. 
TJ Watt only played 81% of the offensive snaps and Cam Hayward or defensive snaps and Cam Hayward only played 79% of the defensive snaps. So basically what that means is Mike Tomlin didn't even entertain the thought of trying to come back in that game. He chalked it up as a loss and he moved on. He got his guys rest. So Najee played half the game. Watt played half the game. Hayward played half or he played more than half the game. He played four fifths as did Hayward. But still giving these guys needed rest so they don't get banged up, so they don't re-injure anything like TJ Watt, you know what I mean? So again, plus four and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off that brutal loss. I honestly like Pittsburgh to maybe win this one outright. So I'm definitely on Pittsburgh plus four and a half. Uh, I also had like a projection too that the Pittsburgh Steelers would go seven to nine this year. So I don't know if I want them to win. But, But for this one, Steelers plus four and a half. You guys know how I feel about the Ravens. This is a rival. This is a rival game. It will probably be on television. I'll be with the Steelers here. Moving on, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road going against the Los Angeles Rams. That is a minus 12 and a half spread for the Los Angeles Rams. That's exactly where I'm going in this one. The Rams have now lost three in a row. And is there a better spot for a team to get right? No. No, there's really not. It's a heavy spread. You guys don't see me take many heavy spreads, but this is just going to be tough. It's Trevor Lawrence and this Jacksonville team going to LA, playing against the Rams, one of the hardest defenses in the entire football league. I don't, it's just not a good optimal situation for them this season. And not to mention the Rams are great at beating subpar competition and beating them bad. And then they're awful at playing some of the league's best. They lose almost every time. So something's got to give. This season, the Rams have beat the Bears by 20, the Giants by 27, the Texans by 16, and both the Lions and Seahawks by nine. That Lions game a little different because it was, you know, that was the Lions Super Bowl, but now they're going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like them to do the same thing. I like them I like them to get right. You know, Matt Stafford has not been playing that great. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford haven't had the connection that they had early in the year. And I think the Robert Woods thing was a bigger deal than people kind of led led on to believe. You know, now I think this is a good opportunity. Again, another week for everyone to mass for OBJ to come in. So I do. I like Stafford. I like Cup. I like OBJ to all get this going. I think OBJ meshes a little bit, probably gets a couple grabs. And again, this is just a great game for these two, for the, the LA Rams to get right, for Matt Stafford to get his confidence back, for Cup to get his confidence back. Maybe OBJ makes a nice play. He gets some confidence going. This is a big game for the LA Rams. I think Sean McVay knows that. He knows they need a beatdown as well to get that confidence going once again, to be that team that they once were. This is more just a momentum thing. It's more of just a confidence thing. So again, I think McVay knows that and he will get this team going and they cover this 12 and a half spread. Moving on. We have the Denver Broncos going against the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, that is a minus 10 spread for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is too high for me. I will be going with the Denver Broncos plus 10. Okay, this and for one, this is a primetime matchup with a plus 10 spread. And for one, do, are, are the Chiefs that team all of a sudden? that is beating everyone like that. Like they beat the Raiders by 30 points and now they're getting 10 point spreads on prime time. 
I don't really understand it. The the Chiefs have beat three teams this year by 10 points or more. Those teams being the LA or the Las Vegas Raiders, the Washington football team, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Let, let this be said as well. This is also the Philadelphia Eagles team that ran the ball 19 times in total in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Now they're going against a Denver Broncos team who runs the ball very well. Their defense is even more solid than people give them credit for. They're ranked top 12 in both passing and rushing. Okay. And I'm also very understanding that the, the Kansas City Chiefs have a four-game win streak, but let's let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that a little further because they faced off against the New York Giants at home, which they won by three. And we've watched the New York Giants these past couple of weeks, and they look absolutely terrible. They beat the Green Bay Packers by six when they had Jordan Love starting. I think it was, was it 14 to seven or 13 to seven? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it was 13 to seven. Then they beat the LA or the Las Vegas Raiders. I keep doing that. They beat the Las Vegas Raiders without Henry Ruggs when the whole Gruden thing was going on. And then one of their corners was flashing guns on Instagram. And then he got kicked off the team as well. So it's like, how much can a team go through? And then they beat the Dallas Cowboys by 10 with no Amari Cooper. And I think CeeDee Lamb left the game early. So Again, when you dive into these numbers, when you actually break this down, it doesn't look all that good for the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually think the Denver Broncos might be a good test for them. Um, do I think the Chiefs win? Yeah, for sure. Do I think it's by 10? I don't know, man. That's tough. I, I just really, really think that you know the Denver Broncos have been gelling very well. Um, Herbert came out and said how well the Broncos defense disguises everything. They're a team that runs the football. Well, they have two good running backs. They can control the clock. So yeah, I'm going to be on the Denver Broncos in the plus 10 in this one. I think this might even be one that you need to get a little earlier, uh, because I think it could change. And now I'm scrolling up. I want, cause I think, I think that one could change the Broncos plus 10. I think the 49ers minus three could change. And I think the Bengals minus three could, could as well as the Vikings, Bengals minus three, Vikings minus seven, 49ers minus three, and Broncos plus 10, I think could all change. Those might be lines you want to get earlier rather than later. But again, do your own research, make your own judgment on that one, okay? And then two, this game is going to be in Kansas City. It's getting colder. Snow is going to, I mean, I don't know if snow is coming down. I didn't check the weather. I'll be honest. But say it snows. Say it snows. Who does that favor? I would say the Broncos. They run the ball better. You know, so again, I just like the Broncos plus 10 here. I think they slow the game down. I think they dink and dump if they have to. And then again, when you dive into those numbers a little more, this Chiefs four game win streak is not that impressive. And then lastly, you know, I had a lot of picks that I liked this week. How many did I give? One, two, three four, five, six, and then this would be play number seven, but this is Monday night football. And you guys know that I do the Monday night football article. So that will be out currently. That is the new England Patriots against the Buffalo bills. I'm on bills minus three in this one. I still think that the new England Patriots have one of the weaker schedules in all of the NFL. I think this is their first real test. You guys heard me say last week that the new England Patriots are due for a letdown. And I think it's here. I think it's here. You know, the Buffalo Bills are just a more talented team than the Patriots. You're asking a lot from a rookie quarterback to go on the road to play in Buffalo. They have a very good secondary. Um, Buffalo has a good defense in general. Yes, Buffalo has had subpar competition as well, but 
I'm going to go with the better quarterback. I'm going to go with the more experienced quarterback. And I'm not saying Mac Jones can't catch up to him at some point, but right now, Josh Allen is the better quarterback. He can extend with his legs on top of that. I think a lot does come down to if this Buffalo team can actually get a run game going, that would be enormous. I don't know what's going on with that. But again, I will cover this for the Monday Night Football article. I just wanted to give you guys uh, a play of where I'm leaning currently. So going over those picks and plays once again for today, we have the Thursday Night Football matchup. I mean, there's too much going on with COVID, but if I were to lean anywhere, it would be the Saints plus four and a half. Next up, we have the Chargers going against the Cincinnati Bengals at home. I have the Bengals minus three. Next, we have the Vikings on the road against the Detroit Lions. I have the Vikings minus seven. Next, we have the 49ers going against the Seattle Seahawks. I have the 49ers minus three. We have the Baltimore Ravens going on the road to face off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the Steelers plus four and a half at home. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to face off against the LA Rams. I have the Rams minus 12 and a half. We have the Denver Broncos going against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. I have the Broncos plus 10. And then lastly, this will be broken down in the Monday Night Football article on Monday. But we had the New England Patriots going against the Buffalo Bills. And currently, I have the Buffalo Bills. Remember, guys, remember, all these lines are subject to change. Weather can change things. COVID can change things. Players can change things. So it's up to you to do your own research as the week progresses, okay? And then also, I wanted to touch on one thing, because remember, when I release Monday Night Football articles and I release Thursday Night Football articles, those are not my my favorite picks, okay? If they're my favorite picks, you'll see them included in the podcast or included in the YouTube. This week is an outlier. And well, I like the Monday Night Football and I like the Sunday Night Football, but this week is somewhat of an outlier, including the Monday Night Football. But more often than not, Thursday Night Football, I am just putting picks and plays out there to get discussion going, to let people see what I'm thinking for the game, to break down a primetime matchup. You know, half the time, you know, I'm just like you guys when it comes to the pick and play, but I want to create. I want to create discussion. I want people to think about reasoning with the game, stuff like that. So that's half the time that I create those Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football articles. I don't want you guys to think, oh, like my confidence level is through the roof. Half the time, my confidence level is just like you guys. I just want to create discussion. And if I'm being honest, I just like betting primetime matchups. It's just fun to me. I, you know, it just makes the night a little more interesting. So I just wanted to let you guys know in that too, because my favorite picks and plays will always be podcasts and they will always be the YouTube. Okay. And again, a lot can change throughout the week from when I talk about them on the podcast to when Sunday occurs. So you just have to keep that in mind going forward. Okay. So feels good to be back on the week 13 Detroit sports betters podcast. I appreciate you guys who were sending me the podcast, showing me that it was in your top four listened uh, on Spotify and stuff like that. Really do appreciate it. Please continue to um, give us those reviews recommend the Detroit sports betters name and uh, to check out prize picks would greatly appreciate you checking out prize picks and using that code DSD. And then lastly, guys, Serenity sports is coming soon. I'm really excited to unleash that and kind of show you a little more of how my mind works 
when looking at this stuff. You know, I've been doing, I mean, there are people who listen to this podcast who have known me since childhood. I have literally been doing this since I was 13 years old. You know, since I started working in the Ikea warehouse and the guy, gave, his name was Guy Brian Masick. He gave me a book. I read it cover to cover and away, away I went. You know, my mom used to drive me to work with her. And it's just funny how this whole thing has come full circle. But again, very excited. Um, I hope everyone has a, has a great week 13 and everyone has a great weekend. So as always, I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters. I am out. Have a great night, everyone.